friends and welcome to this episode of the Dreamers Manual podcast. And this is another special episode I like to call weekending where we're just going to catch up over coffee, get real casual and just talk about some things that are on my mind and maybe on your mind too. So I thought today we would do a quick book update because Kim and I have another podcast episode recording time scheduled. But I think we should probably do those spicy book episodes that you guys love so much. So I'm just going to do a quick recap of what I've been reading. There's been some really great stuff, stuff I can't stop thinking about. And it's all fiction, by the way. (laughs) So if you're in need of a good fiction book for spring, summer, hopefully some downtime and laying on the beach, then maybe I have a recommendation for you. I also want to give a quick update about my word of the year, my fancy update, I'll call it. And then let's talk a little bit about AI, aka artificial intelligence, sort of what I've been doing with it, how I've been using it in my business and how I'm thinking about it moving forward. So I still can't believe I started out this year really like in a book slump. I just could not wrap my mind around a new book or trying to find a new book. Sometimes does it feel like this to you guys where it feels like you've read every good book in the world that's ever been written and nothing will ever be as good as your favorite books that you've already read? Like that's how a book slump really feels. Sometimes I wonder if it's just a comfort thing too. Like it's very comforting to go back and revisit books you've already read. But I finally stepped out of my comfort zone and I actually really stepped out of my comfort zone because I read a book called Manacled, which I had seen recommended and kind of going around. It's classified as a fan fiction, which I've never read a fan fiction and it's Harry Potter fan fiction, which I read those books and I liked them. Anyways, Manacled is a very, very dark book. Like if you read this book or if you want to, you really need to read the trigger warnings. It is not like a young adult book. And normally I kind of stay away from the dark stuff, but I don't know. The writing of this book was so exceptional. It's imagines what life would be like for the Harry Potter characters if Voldemort won the war. And ultimately the story follows Hermione and also her relationship during the war and the chaos that ensues with Draco. Now, I haven't watched The Handmaid's Tale, but I saw a lot of people compare it to that and I could see I could see that. From what I know about the two, they seem like they could be similar. Now, something else about this is you also can't read it anywhere like on Kindle, you can't get a hard copy. I had to read it from I had to Google it and then you find it on this webpage where it's linked up and kind of a nuance is like as you're reading every once in a while it keeps asking you like do you want to proceed do you want to proceed I think there's 77 chapters or something so I don't have a great sense of how long it is but I would say it took me a couple weeks to read so a decent sized book anyway I really liked it and honestly like couldn't stop thinking about it I still think about it from time to time it's really an intriguing book it's well written And if you like sort of 
dark gothic books or like not afraid of a heavy theme, then maybe it's one you want to check out. Now, Wings of Serpent and Night is a book I read, and I really think this was close to a five-star read for me. And again, this one surprised me because this has to do with like vampires and a human girl who's raised by this vampire king. If I had to compare it to something, I would say it could remind me of like the Hunger Games. Ultimately, she decides to join this tournament for various reasons, and you follow her through this journey of who can she trust? Is she going to make any allies? What do these different events that are like not scheduled or not known ahead of time, um, what are they going to involve? Is she going to make it? And then the twist at the end was really, really good. There is a book too. It might even be out now. So I think this one, if you love fantasy books, if you love a strong female character and a really good story, I think you'll really enjoy this book. Next, I read the Daughter of the Drowned Empire series. If you're on TikTok still, (laughs) as long as it's still legal here in the United States, people talk about this series and it's like they have Daughter of the Drowned Empire, Lady of the Drowned Empire, Guardian of the Drowned Empire. I have read all the books that were currently out, including a novella, and I, I don't know that I recommend it. Did I read them? Yes. Did I enjoy them? Mostly. But they really, especially the later books for me, really dragged. And if you like kind of a romance, there's a romance, but nothing really significant happens in the romance until book, not chapter, book three. I just, I, I can, I guess slow burn is okay, but slow burn over three books is, it's too much. And also it reminded me of like, if you read Sarah J Mass, for example, and some of those books, or you just know what I'm talking about, where the main character, where there's like faded mates or true love and through the writing, through their actions, you just understand like how deep the connection is. Whereas I feel like in this book, they had to keep saying it like out loud. Do you know what I mean? Like they had to keep reiterating it because you didn't feel it at your core, the connection that the two main characters had, which for me is a big flaw. Anyway, if you love these books or if you've read them, I'd love to hear what you think about them. Definitely send me a message over at Julie Calcote OBM on Instagram and let me know any of these books really. But I, I'm always curious to see like, am I especially when there's a book that's so loved and you're like, wow, I really like, I can't, I can't understand. (laughs) Either tell me I'm not alone or tell me why I'm wrong. Now I've read this, like what was supposed to be this super cute little, what would you call that? Oh, contemporary romance maybe. And I listened to this in audiobook because it was like multiple voices. And I will have to say the audiobook was really cute, but this book, I was at my mom's house and it was like the middle of the night and I was listening to this story and just like sobbing. Like I woke up with my eyes all swollen. Ugh. Ultimately, everything, everything in the end always works out. But man, that was like, it tugged on my heartstrings. I guess you could call it like fake dating. 
where these two next door neighbors develop a friendship and ultimately decide for various reasons that like it would never work if they dated, but then they just start doing everything together. And, you know, even people start assuming they have a relationship and they don't necessarily correct them, but you get to see like, are the things that ultimately they had in their minds that would make a relationship not work and to tear them apart? Or is it going to bring them together? Like, are they going to be together in the end? So if you like contemporary romance and just something sweet, but also you're not afraid of like a little emotion, then that could be a book for you, especially an audiobook. Now, this is another read that I absolutely loved. I kind of hate the name of it. So I think that's why I stayed away from it for so long. But The Umbra King, it's like U-M-B-R-A King. This one, if you've read Crescent City by Sarah J. Moss, it kind of reminded me of that, like the world did anyway. So the premise is there's these two twins and when they're teenagers, the one twin watches the other one be murdered. And so she turns into like a sort of Dexter style serial killer who only kills people with black souls, right? She can like, because of her ability, she can see and sense these black souls. So she'll follow them to see like, are they committing crimes? Are they hurting people? Are they also murdering people? And if they do, then she like swoops in and takes them out. Well, eventually she gets caught and she gets sent to this like prison world where the Umbra King also lives. And she's sentenced to 500 years there. And what's interesting about it is you meet these other people like in this world. And when you leave, you don't remember anything about it. So all the relationships you have, everything that happened, you have no memory of it when you return back to like wherever you you came from. And you also are held like in like you don't change in time. So If you get sent there for 500 years, your lifespan will be extended. But when you get out, like nobody will be alive that you knew when you went in. Anyway, the Umbra King, is he who we think he is? Is he evil? Is he good? Will this gal that's a serial killer that's been sent here discover and uncover things about her sister's murder? I liked it. And there is a book two out already. I have it in my Kindle. I just haven't had a chance to read it yet. I've heard the people in general don't love book two as much as they loved book one. I think there's six books in the series and each one is a two-part book, which I really like because it's like we're not dragging it out forever. We might be able to dive deeper and investigate certain characters that we really loved. I think it's it's great. So I'm definitely going to read that. I'm very excited. Also on Audible, I am listening to a book that was recommended to me by a client. Thanks, Jen. Um, Magical Midlife Madness by K.F. Breen. Now, there are other books that have a really similar title, so that's why I'm like emphasizing the author. I'll have these linked in the show notes, of course. But if you liked the Dresden Files, like Harry Dresden books, if you liked my cozy fantasy recommendations, I think this could be right up your alley. It's one of those. It's like laugh out loud funny. It's just lighthearted. It's a little ridiculous. The writing is very like banter back and forth. The premise so far as I've gotten into it a couple hours is there's a woman who's in her 40s. She's divorced. Her son just entered college and she's basically starting over. So she goes to this town 
with these wacky, weird inhabitants that we, the reader, might know are like a vampire. And there's some strange happenings with the house that she's assigned to be a caretaker of. There's this really hilarious butler that's always there. There's sort of a handsome bartender that everybody in town calls the Alpha, but we're not sure exactly what he is yet. And we're going to see if this house takes her in as its guardian or rejects her and who knows what's going to happen. So if you want something lighthearted, delightful, magical, and super funny, then definitely check this one out. Now here's one that I started and I didn't finish, Blood Orange. I, as I do, I saw a recommendation and the person liked some of the other books that I tend to like. And so I think that's a good sign. Like that's a good place to start. So I downloaded this book called The Blood Orange. It's a witch who is a vampire slayer. She's like a certain type of witch that can slay vampires. I guess not everyone can. And she's had this training. She's kind of messed up in the past. So this training is like her last chance to stay with this group of witches that, you know, or be outcast. And the story is of the vampire that she's set to kill, which is his story as a basis for Dracula. So he kind of, you know, alludes to that and makes fun of it throughout the story. But this is also like, if I had to think of a genre, kind of like Faded Mates in that these two are true loves and it tells a story of like how they lost each other in the first place before he was even a vampire. And then we're uncovering the story of what happened when they met again, sort of like in a Victorian era and now it's modern day. And he doesn't know yet that this is who it is because she has this like magic shielding her because if he knew she was a witch, he wouldn't interact with her, right? So she, because she's there to like kill him. Really, like, as I'm saying it, I mean, it's ridiculous, but the premise isn't bad in my mind. Like, it's a sound premise, and I don't know, the execution, it's just, ugh, it's not there for me. I, again, it's sort of like a dark gothic romance, and so if you liked something like Haunting or Hunting Adeline, those are two books then you might really like this. I could see, and and maybe I haven't given it enough of a chance. I feel like I'm, I think I'm 50% in and I just, I'm not enjoying it. So I'm going to have to take a step back and read something else. Right now I'm reading um, that magical midlife book. Uh, and then also what hunts inside the shadows, which is book three of what lies beyond the veil. Unfortunately, this one is also kind of dark, but it's like what the characters need to kind of get through this part. And so I'm balancing it out with that really funny audiobook. Anyway, I'm going to stop there, but that is a not so brief summary of the books that I'm reading and what's happening in my fiction life. Now for my fancy update. One thing that I've added this year that I hadn't done before really in any kind of consistent way is saving things in my Amazon cart to review like a couple weeks later. Normally it's like, I'll see something and it's like, oh yeah, that sounds perfect. If it's under a certain amount, I don't know if you guys have this. It's just like, oh yeah, this is 20 bucks. It's going to make my life easier. It's going to organize my cabinets. It's going to organize my leggings. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, yep, I'll take it. So what I've been doing instead is putting all that stuff in my Amazon cart and leaving it there. 
And some people do this for like a month. I It's like too, a little complicated for me to do that because I am ordering stuff throughout the month that I actually like laundry detergent or something that I can't get in town. And so then I have to take everything out of my cart and just check out with that one thing. So anyway, I go at least a week, if not two weeks, leaving it in there. And I find that 90% of the things, if not more, that I put in my cart and have that like pause, I end up going back and not really wanting them. So I guess I wanted to say that in relation to my like fancy year update, because I don't want it to seem like this is just like a year of consumerism. This isn't just like buy fancy clothes, get my nails done, change my hair color, like boom, I'm fancy. I don't feel like that. that is what you guys understood it to be, but I also just wanted to reiterate that. Otherwise, another hack that I've been using in my sort of fancy year is I really wanted to stay more consistent with my skincare. I feel better. I feel prettier when I do some like basic skincare. And for products, I've always followed this gal. Her name's Angie. She has a YouTube channel called Hot and Flashy, I think. It sounds cheesy when I say that out loud, but she's really, really cute, but very information-based, especially when it comes to her purchases. And most of her stuff is very, very affordable. She's like, you don't need any of this expensive stuff in order to make an impact in your skin. And I just really appreciate like her thoughtful and very evidence-based reviews of products and devices and things like that. So I follow like her simple skincare routine, but also by the time it's like bedtime, I'm not doing anything. I'm, I will just go to bed with, I'll brush my teeth and just say sayonara. So in order to be more consistent with the skincare, I've been making it a point to take off all of like to wash my face and do all that earlier in the night. So whether it's before dinner or right after dinner, like basically before these kids have worn me out (laughs) to the bone (laughs) and I'm just like dragging my carcass to bed is when I want to make sure that my skincare is already done. And I feel so good when I do that. I feel so proud of myself. It's easier the next morning just being able to like being able to simply wash my face and not have like all of yesterday's, you know, sunscreen and mascara still on. So if you too suffer from the end of the night tiredness, then that could be a solution. Like when you walk in the door before you make dinner, whatever it might be, just do all that like skincare and stuff and just vibe with it all night. Now, as far as AI goes, where this is a transition, (laughs) new topic, I have debated putting out a podcast episode. I certainly see like content and courses and mini courses and freebies and all this stuff around AI. And again, like I saw when people were really going crazy on, what's that platform? Maybe I'll remember it. It was the one where you just spoke and there was no video, but it was weird because you couldn't, like you had to join conversations live. You couldn't pause. You couldn't go back. I think it started with a C. Anyway, everybody really loved it. They were creating courses on how to use it. And it was a thing. It was like a flash in the pan. I don't think AI is going to be that, but I also, for me personally, am not going to go like all head into having this crazy AI based business or content, frankly, but I am using it and I'm experimenting with it. So some of the things I've tried, I've tried and this, I mostly have just been using chat GPT. I have tried Jasper and a few other ones. Um, I've tried 
brainstorming outlines. I do like it for an outline. If I have an idea and some points I want to talk about, it can help that initial like putting those things in order and then I can fill in like all the gaps in that information. So whether it's podcast episodes, uh, social media topics, blog post planning, whatever it might be, the outlines have been great. Copywriting, I have not had any good luck with it. And maybe it's because I have a specific style. You can put in a piece of your own writing and say, can you write blah, blah, blah in this style? It, it's better. Um, I have asked it to write in a more casual style, conversational style. I've just tried different prompts. Uh, but ultimately, my writing is still going to be my own. I think I'm just going to stick with that. And that's how I like it. Some other things that I've tried, hashtag research, pin descriptions for Pinterest. I've had tried some like fun prompts. Uh, for example, like you could ask it to create a job description for an online business manager as if you were a pirate or something like that. <laughs> Just There are like, uh, you know, entertaining things, not business related that you could do. I have seen people actually really helpfully create meal plans for themselves. And I haven't done this because I'm not quite structured enough. I'm more of like, I have all the ingredients I need and a general idea of what I'm going to make kind of a gal. And then I decide on the day what I'm going to make. But for somebody who's really busy and you say, I want to eat keto or vegetarian or you have any dietary restrictions or the meals have to be under 30 minutes or under 10 ingredients, you can get very specific and ask the chat GPT to create a meal plan for you. And those actually look really helpful. I've also seen it uh, like if you're producing content for Twitter and you say like plug in a paragraph of content and say you know, write 10 tweets for this piece of content, that could be cool too. So I could go on. If you guys are following this at all, you'll know there's a lot of fun stuff you can play with to do AI. And I would encourage you to try it and play with it. I think it's one of those things that's not going away and it's not going to hurt to learn how to prompt it. I think when I was trained as a life coach, which was at this point more than 10 years ago now when I was uh, going for that certification and there was a lot to it. There was a lot of classes. There was a lot of like one-on-one coaching sessions that we had to record and then have somebody critique. But the school of thought that I came from in regards to being a coach and how I still believe, like this is a core value that I believe that people have the wisdom coming from them that ultimately they instinctually know the direction that they should go in or the things that they should do. And sometimes our mind overwrites that or it doesn't listen, or we just need somebody to reflect back to us what we're saying. But my approach to coaching is all about asking the questions and not like my job is not to come in and like be a consultant and tell you what you should do. Like, okay, this is your business. This is what you should do. I can do that. And if I am going to offer something, I will ask permission and say, you know, I have a thought for you about this. Do you mind if I share it? And so in that way, it's a very permission based, but I think about AI a lot. Like I think about coaching and the quality of your answers in that the quality of the questions you ask are going to determine the quality of the answers you get. And so the more specific, the more creative, the more thoughtful your questions are, the better the answer is going to be. And a lot of times 
I think I see this in inner voice work where people will say, you know, they'll ask their inner voice, whether it's in a session or whether they're journaling or or doing this one-on-one and say like, should I do this? No. And then they're just like, I don't know what that meant. Well, what does it mean? Then you have to dig deeper and ask more questions. Why do you think this? Why shouldn't I do it? Is there a path that I should be taking instead? What should I be doing instead? It's like you don't just stop with one question. So if you're using AI or you're coaching or you're working with your own self, think about how you could strengthen that muscle of asking questions. And as I said, don't be afraid to practice it because it's for if it's not coming natural naturally to you, it's not going to get any better by not participating with this technology and all. And if I had to say, like if I was a betting person, I would guess that this technology not only is not going away, it's only going to pick up speed and probably change the landscape significantly in how we're living and how we're working. I've said this before, but when I think about my kids and I, one thing I never ask my kids is what do you want to be when you grow up? Because I think about what I do and it wasn't even invented yet. Like working online, no. We At one point, maybe when I was 18, I had a laptop with dial-up, but like there was no, I wasn't going to make a career. The podcasts weren't a thing. Like I just don't want to have them put their mind on something where the possibilities I feel like are really endless. So anyway, that's how I think about AI and technology. And if you guys want like a solo dedicated episode to what I'm asking it, what I'm using it for, I'd be happy to do it. But I thought at least I would do a little quick summary. Now that is it today for our little casual weekending episode. I love catching up with you guys and I would love to know what you're up to. Always feel free to reach out, say hi. I'd love to know what you're reading, what you're loving, what your favorite what your favorite Amazon products are, what kind of hot girl drinks are you making for the summer? I know for me now they have these passion fruit cubes that I think I talked about before that are just like frozen passion fruit juice in the stores. I am just drinking all my same stuff like lemonade or watermelon juice or whatever and I'm just putting those in it. So (laughs) I'm loving my passion fruit juice life. I can't say it enough but I'm so grateful for you guys. I hope you're having an amazing week and we'll see you on the next episode. 